Anime. In sociology, anime is a social condition defined by an uprooting or breakdown of moral values, standards, or guidance. Anime is believed to result from a conflict of belief systems and causes breakdown of social bonds between an individual and the community. Adapted from Wikipedia. Politicians spend a lot of their time talking about the polarization of society. It's not clear if they are bragging about the impact their divisive rhetoric has on society or are amazed that their polarizing polices results in a polarized society. In any case, enemy is rarely mentioned as if the social fabric can be destroyed without causing emotional distress. Diversity is frequently mentioned as a factor providing social strength. But if a culture was truly diverse and accepting of the diversity, it would be accurate to say these people were not attached to any particular type of culture or set of social principles. Cultural relativity means cisgender persons would exist but not preferred or be anything more than an option. In fact, cultural relativity would mean the end of culture. We would all be homogenous yet without any distinguishing feature. Individual predilections would predominate, but there would be no banding together or groupings formed. There would be little impetus for a particular lifestyle or social factor to have a significant influence. It might even be considered hateful to have preferences. To jump to a highly divisive topic, pedophilia. As abhorrent as pedophilia is to CIS gendered wasps and others, this practice is not universally forbidden. Indeed, it is permitted in some cultures and promoted in others. The West is known to have laws that permit young teens to marry. The issue is not the reason for the permission or why some cultures and individuals are attracted to young persons. The point is, no matter how abhorrent of morally repugnant a behavior may be, there are always people who have engaged in it or who may actively promote it. Were this not the case, the moral repugnance would not probably register, as the behavior would not be known about or require laws to prevent. There are no laws against autophagy, so far as the author knows. Sex with an alien race of snails might be repugnant if known about or possible, but since it is not on the horizon, it does not raise the ire that pedophilia does. But let's imagine a culture in which the marriageable age is 13 for some groups of persons and 18 for others and a still later age for others. It is difficult to universalize the later age in a population that is comfortable with 13-year-olds getting married. There is not much that deflates a moral lecture, more than the revelation that the family down the road permits the activity being discussed. Parents are all too familiar with children gravitating to the liberal household that permits them to play video games, watch the TV shows, and engage in the behavior not permitted in their own home. It often only takes one liberal household in the community to break down the moral structure of the rest of the families. When the influence is the school, the seeds of social dissolution are sown far and wide. It is always easier to loosen the moral boundaries than tighten them which gives liberals an edge in promoting their liberal agenda. Enemy is a word rarely used in political discourse, but it speaks of moral deadlock or at least of defeatism. A virtuous person is often viewed as a bigot and possibly as a hypocrite. Sometimes it is easier to give up. Yet, if one's priority is freedom, it is easier to be virtuous. To be morally free, you only need not oppose the behavior of other people. Moral freedom is unfettered permissiveness. What conservatives might view as licentiousness is seen by liberals as moral progressiveness. 
It is not their intention to eliminate morality. They only want to make it broad and accepting enough to encompass everything a human can conceive of. If our morality encompasses cannibalism, then we can be a moral person and still eat human flesh. Exercising technical and organizational supremacy over other cultures and peoples is denigrated as colonialism. A nation that knows how to build a highly developed technical civilization does not acquire moral legitimacy for imposing its behavior on another culture or people. Not in the liberal worldview. But if the objective of a liberal is to gain freedom, then what he does to acquire freedom is justified, or so say liberals. If what you do hinders the actions of another person, the action is considered unethical. Even the routines established at work are fought against. Regularity is an attack on freedom. The desire to do the act must be the only reason for the act. Food banks exist because no one can lose their right to want food and not get it. We all have a right to eat, be housed, and be happy. Everything that is wanted is a right. But if you want what is private or exclusive in some way, such as a private home and yard and a community that is free of disturbances and civil unrest and incompatible elements, this is being a NIMBY and unacceptable. All property is open to social allocation according to merit established by intersectional factors. The values of WASPs impede society from providing rights to the more deserving. What liberals oppose is the power of the individual. Everyone votes and everyone gets a government that permits everyone to have their wants met. The state is democracy, or the power of the people's will, formalized. If something is scarce that we want, the state allocates resources to those in need. No individual has veto power over the distributive actions of the regulatory liberal state. Nothing is as dangerous to the state as an owner. Nothing impedes the state's agenda as much as the owner of property. This is why the state ultimately targets those who represent the qualities of a NIMBY to the highest level, meaning the middle class. The very rich and poor are not attached to territory to the degree the working class is. The state opposes private ownership but needs people to take administrative control of property, otherwise the state could not function. If you own property and the state owns your identity, then the state can access the property you think you own through your legal self. When a person realizes nothing is yours, enemy creeps in. Enemy is the sense of helplessness a person experiences when they realize there is no solution and no answers. When the individual realizes the state uses the money it takes from him to fund those who are seeking to destroy him, his culture, and his values, he feels betrayed, not just by his government, but by his values. To have values, one must have faith. Faith is not a synonym for stupidity. Faith is not the ability to believe in lies, that is gullibility. The Bible's characterization of Christians as those who believe in what is not seen means faith is not grounded in the five senses. But logic is not grounded in phenomenology either. Perhaps secularists and others envy Christians for our facility with analytical thought. Certainly, the fundamental advances in the hard sciences were made by Christians and Jews, not secularists. Analytical epistemology still permits us to believe in truth, justice, the future. We are able to believe that we will get the product we paid for. We have faith in our fellow Christians, if not necessarily in our fellow man. Faith is trust in the predictability of others. Faith is no more than science transferred to civil society. 
the faithful believe that most people are predictable and operate by known rules or principles. It all comes down to doing to others as you would hope they will do unto you, especially if you model the kind of behavior one agrees with. The golden age is the age of predictability. The age of faith. If everyone lied all the time, we would not put any faith in truth. There would be no faith in justice or that we could expect to receive what we have just paid for. Without people maintaining a degree of predictability as demonstrated in their honesty, we would not even have faith in God. We could not believe in a constant God in a world where no one could be counted on. It is our own modeling of constancy and integrity that permits others to entertain the possibility of God. Faith has more to do without trust in each other than with God. Indeed, if we do not have any faith in our fellow man, how could we claim we had faith in God? This increasing lack of faith and decline of trust expressed as a rise in enemy is not without real consequences. A community that is low in faith does not specialize. The person who has no faith does not expose himself to an increased level of risk or threat of loss by becoming dependent on the cooperation of others. The person without faith will, as much as possible, look out for his own best interest. A lack of faith means he will live much as everyone else lives. The man without faith will not attempt to develop a business or a better standard of living. Better to be safe than risk making oneself a target. But what better way of depressing people or demotivating them than taking away their hopes? All progress and civilization are created by specialization. This requires faith in people, meaning people must be predictable. We call this integrity. It means we can create something, and it is ours. We know people will respect our rights to what we created. And so we can specialize and create a niche for ourselves. Because we can do better for ourselves, others can seek to better themselves. Each person specializes in some way, which makes all of us dependent on everyone else. We each trade with others for the things we want, as they trade with us for what we do to help them. Anime is the antithesis of specialization. Anime is the measure of a society's capacity to hinder and block and defeat the desire for everyone to specialize in some way.